0: September 14th, 2022, in Masechet Sanhedrin, and of Kovvava Mudbet, if you count from the top of the page, it's 13 lines down, the second word on the line. The Gemara has finished its conversation about Bila'am, and it's on to the next of those in the Mishnah who were mentioned with regards to Enayim LaOlam Haban. The next one was Do'eg, if you recall, Do'eg is the individual who tells Lashon HaRa about the circumstance in David's life. David was running away from Sha'ul. He was accepted and given food in Nov Ir Kohanim. Doeg, who was present there, goes back and tells Sha'ul HaMelech about how David was helped by the people, the Kohanim of Nov and in turn, Sha'ul wipes out the city of Nov. It's a terrible, horrible circumstance in our history. And in turn, Doeg's Lashon Harais were ever remembered in a terrible, evil fashion to the extent that in our Mishnah, we're told, because of that deed, because of that wrongdoing, lo lohelek la'olam habad. Now, the hachamim will have Doeg as being a person otherwise until that point, uh, being God-fearing, being Torah-knowledgeable. And as a result, we'll tease out and deal with this difficult personality known as Doeg, who on the one hand was a Torah scholar, on the other hand, fell prey to the sin of Lashon Harat to the extent that he loses his hailak la'olam haba. Says the Gemara, ketib, 13 lines down again, Doeg, uktib, doeg. On the one hand, the Pesukim in Melachim describe him as Doeg with an Aleph, on the other hand, in just the next chapter, it refers to him as, either with an aleph or with two yods. Uh, now, with an aleph is an easy translation. It means to be worried. With two yods, a little bit more difficult. What's that referring to? Initially, God is there and worried, he's worrisome about this individual. I wonder if the dangers inherent in this personality will go out to a wrong culture, to an evil culture. Meaning, Doeg, as I mentioned earlier, is an individual whom the Chachamim envision as a good person, a person who's righteous and God-fearing and Torah-knowledgeable, but I think we're all familiar with those sorts of personalities at some point in our life who when we see them, they have powers that they're channeling to good and we just fear, what if they channel it the other way? That's the way the Chachamim envision this personality known as Doeg. So Akadosh Baruch Hu Kivyachol is nervous about him. I see he's on the right path. What happens if he goes the wrong way? I can only imagine... I say to you, Kivviahol, God said uh, the tragedy, the uh, travesty that He can affect. Leaharshiyasa, what about once a goes out and he does so? He speaks lashon hara. He causes uh, a catastrophe. Amar vayshiyasa milashon oy. That was double yod is the way people express, they're moaning, they're groaning, they're sighing, they're crying during times of, uh, of despair. So his name, Doyeg, with the double yod, instead of it being fear, instead of being worry, it's now bemoaning the fact that he went out wrongfully. So the Rabbi Ohana is Doresh, his name about the uh, happenings in his life. Initially, it was dangerous. Afterwards, it was just terrible. We're bemoaning it, we're oyoyoying it. it says, what does it mean when the Pasuk, we're going to be Doresh, many Pasukim, most of them in Tehilim, with regards to the life of Doeg. Keep in mind, Doeg has a lot to do with David HaMelech. It makes a lot of sense that he would be talking about him in Tehilim. says, what does it mean when the Pasuk says, Matithalel Bera'ah Hagibor El Kol Hayom. We see the word Halel in there, but we have ra'a, something bad, gibor, a certain strength of something, hesed el. Well, we do know the Pasuk in Mishle, Torat hesed we will associate that word hesed with Torah. And something about all day. Amarlo The hachamim, Rabbi Itzhak, is Doresh, this pasuk in the context of doeg and David, expressing what took place with David. God kivya turned to doeg and said, logibor b'torah ata. Aren't you strong? Aren't you brave? In the context of Torah, again, that's the chesed. That's the gevurah. So it's as, as it were, God is turning to Doeg and saying, Seriously? From this culture of Torah, you're ending up like this? Why is it that you're mitalil? Why is it that you're almost proud about Wrong and evil doing, meaning the lashon hara, meaning the, the blasphemous talk that you brought forth. How could you be the same person who on the one hand is knowledgeable in Torah, on the other hand is the one who's speaking in such a fashion, setting forth evil? Lo el alecha kol hayom? are you not, natui means to be spread out, is uh, is chesed el, is the words of Torah again, Torah chesed alishona. is that not upon you at all times? So there is, and it's what's going to be teased out over the course of the next 30 or so lines, there's this paradox on the one. I mean, again, unfortunately today, maybe always, but we, it's not such a paradox. We're f- unfortunately familiar f- with people who are knowledgeable in Torah and at the same time fall prey to desires or fall, fall prey to wrongdoing. That's what the hachamim are going to be portraying in this flawed character uh, of well, Do'ig. Right? Why are they coming up with yeah. that personality say, as such? Nothing, then, uh, it never says it explicitly in the Na'vi. Uh, you have to argue something along the lines of Masoret. We do know he was present in Novir HaKohanim. We do know he has a direct channel to Sha'ul. We understand him as being a good guy at the very least. He's never portrayed as an mm-hmm. evil person. He's a yu'it of sorts. Um, okay, but that could just be he's tactful. What can I tell you? Masoret. No, it's just like the Gemara does that a lot. Do you take kura? What did you get? Then? Yeah, these you are right. Things? You no. are right. It's one of two things. Either it's their understanding, for one reason or another. They oh, don't I always portray it to us. He's not a learned guy, so they Well, you Then you make life too simple. <laughs> <It> says the Gemaran, ve'amar be Along these lines, it says be its haq, I have another pasuk that I believe, says be its haq, is referring to, again, doeg, David's words about doeg. What does it mean, pasuk in Tehilim, which says, velarasha amar elohim male khalasper hukay va to the wicked one god says what is it that you're involved speaking and telling Hokai, Hokai, the laws of akadosh the mitzvot of the torah amar lo akadosh Baruch le doeg le harasha so kivya chol god turned to doeg and says to him, uh, wicked one, Uh, why is it, how is it, better yet, that you're talking my words of Torah? Uh, What do you do when you get up to the portion and the portions in the Torah that deal with wrongful talk? Uh, to lo be'amecha, to the laws of lashon hara, what do you explain in the context of Resiha the Torah says lo how do you, a person who seems to be uh, uh, staunched in Torah, knowledgeable and speaking about it, live the life, act the acts that you do, that's again the expression of disbelief in the eyes of the hachamim, the paradox of this personality, known as doeg that they're painting for us. Okay, the pasuk continued and it said, Vatisa beriti ale ficha. My berit, my covenant, which is a reference to the Torah as well, is being carried ale ficha, on your mouth. That's an interesting way of describing it. You'd generally speaking say he speaks it. Doesn't I mean he's carrying it on his mouth. Amar bi'ameh, says, you know what it means to carry something on your mouth? It's it's exactly that. It's carried on your mouth, but it's not a part of you. In torato shel doeg ha-missafa la The Torah of Doeg was from his lips and outward. It never internalized. It never became a part of him. And that, pretty much in the center of our amud, right, in the middle of the page, is the secret to the whole Doeg story in the eyes of the hachamim. Here's the individual. We're questioning. We're curious about him. We can't understand it. How does he know so much Torah and act in such a fashion? There it is, because he knows the Torah, but he speaks it. It never becomes a part of him, never is a part of his mind or his heart, other than the ability to speak it, to be able to use it in some sort of cognitive sense, but without ever actually living it. V'amar b'itzhak, says a b'itzhak further, ma'idikhtiv, what does the Pasuk mean in Tehillim? When it says, u sadikim ve'yirau ve'alav yizhaku, on the one hand it says that the righteous ones the, will see something, someone, and they'll be fearful. They're nervous about it. And then the Pasuk says, And about him, they'll laugh. They'll rejoice. Are you fearful or are you rejoicing, says the Gemara, initially about doeg, and then ultimately speaking, they'll laugh, says Rashi, it goes like this, initially, the good people, the righteous people, the leaders of Amisra looked at this doeg and said, here's a dangerous personality, everybody's going to learn from his ways, he's very charismatic, he knows Torah, he's able to speak Torah, but look at his personality, we're nervous about what he's going to cause, how he's going to influence people, but ultimately speaking, when he dies young, as the hachamim will have it, as the navi seems to have it. So then there's a certain sigh of relief, almost rejoicing, not per se about his death, but about the fact that that negative possibility of people learning from him is gone. Ve'amar i'itzhak, and says i'itzhak onward, not so much about the personality of do'eg, but more about the context, about the fear of David and others. What does it mean when the Pasuk says, el"? Pasuk seems to talk about something being swallowed up, and then it talks about some sort of Yerusha, inheritance, Mibitno from his stomach. It says the Gemara, here's how you read it and can understand it. This Pasuk David speaks to God and says, Yamut doeg, he says, doeg, should die. What's that? This Pasuk, what's that? My mistake. I'm sorry. Pasuk in I know it from the Tefillah. I assume it's from Tehilim. Mehilah. Pasuk in This pasuk Hayyibala. All right. We're still envisioning it from David. All right. You know, it would be very easy if it was from Tehillim, I'd say it's David. Okay, the Hachamim. Nonetheless, have this even though it's in Yov as a conversation between David and Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Uh, Amale a- a- David defne Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Bonoshe l'olam. Yamuto Doeg, a Doeg should die. Hey, look at what he did. I can only imagine what he will do. Amar lo, says Akadosh Baruch back to David, Ha'il explains Rashi, we need him first to forget his Torah. I want there to be a swallowed up nature. He as a character is a person who does know Torah. I'm going to have him die in early time. Better yet, let him really go to the bottom in this world, and then he'll die. Let him forget his Torah first. David responds to the Baruch too dangerous, inappropriate. We need him out from now. Uh, God, you can handle this from now. Just uh, kill him off at this point. As again, David has, as, as the Gemara envisions, the Sadiqim do, this fear that the eggs constant and 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 uh, persisting presence is going to be a problem. What's the meaning of this next pasuk in Tehillim, this time? Uh, what does it mean in this pasuk when the pasuk says, uh, So the pasuk does mention, well we see at the end, ohil, we'll f- figure out what that is, but initially it's talking about to HaKadosh Baruch something about uprooting and a request from God of uprooting. Amar HaKadosh Baruch le David says God, and this is the backdrop to the Pasuk in the eyes of the HaKamim, to David, neti doeg Alma de'ateh. You know something? Maybe we should bring, and it's in my mind, that doeg should get a portion in the world to come. Alma de'ateh. Alma olam. Ate coming. Amar God Responds David it says no 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 please God uproot him from that what does it mean onward in the pasuk when it says uh, uh, or the pasuk talks about uprooting and, and removing from the tent and then the pasuk continues and says and something about your roots from the land of life uh, for eternity. Baruch Here's how the Chachamim envision this. ma'ata midrasha mishemeh. Although doeg, all right, I might give in to you. I might, but he won't get all them Haba, but they're going to Am Yisrael, will continuously say words of Torah in the Midrash, the Ohel, we envision in the eyes of the Chachamim. Almost always as a place of Torah. That's the Yaakov, Ishtam, Yosef Ohalim. The rabbis envision that as a place of contemplation. In turn, a place of Torah. In the future, in Ohil, uh, says Hakadosh uh, Baruch, they're going to say things from Doeg. Doeg was knowledgeable in Torah. Doeg's the one who's expounding on words of Torah. Amale Fanav says David to Hakadosh Baruch, absolutely not. That's dangerous. That's wrongful. You'll be misleading the people. You'll be having within them ingrained. Someone who's flawed, and his words of Torah, which are in turn somewhat flawed, All right, we need to uproot, we need to remove that from the ohel. This does touch on the Gemara Masechet Hagiga. We did a class on this during the summer. There is always a question with regards to people. The, the Gemara says that you're supposed to only learn Torah from being Doresh a pasuk in Malachi from a Malach from Hakohen hadomeil leMalach Adonai sevaot, which means to say the Kohen, who's the teacher, is supposed to be similar to an angel, a ministering angel. He's supposed to be a person who is righteous, who you can look to and say that's a role model. What is it? What, it, what happens if it's a Rav sheSarach? If it's a mentor, it's a teacher who's done wrong, the Gemara wards us off from studying Torah, from accepting their words of Torah. Something along those lines is what's taking place over here in the backdrop. Keep keep in mind, if the words of Torah are true, so then why are we staying away from them, the statement of the Gemara implicitly is there's certain dangers inherent even if the words of Torah are quote unquote true even if he got it right even if his explanation is touching on certain truths there's a certain danger inherent in where it's coming from there's a certain something undercurrent that might be affecting us which is always to be a, a, a matter of caution says the Gemara onward HaKadosh Baruch says David Lehavele Benin Rabbanan okay so he won't get all Haban as per your request perhaps he won't, we won't have words of his Torah in the Midrash as per your request perhaps uh, what about his children, his children perhaps, listen he was a Talmid maybe he'll have children who are Talmidei Chachamim who are leaders in Torah in uh, in, in national uh, governance as, uh, says the Pasuk that David speaking to Akadosh Baruch Hu, lastly says should be uprooted from the the land of life, which means to say his children shouldn't have a, uh, a, a true uh, rootedness in our nation. So through and through these Pesukim are nidrash about the fear, the requests in turn of David about the con- continued legacy of Doeg. Ve'amar just a bit more with regards to the b'itzhak's derashot. With regards to uh, doeg, what does it mean when the pasuk has the following statement in Sefer Yesha'ayah? So the pasuk is talking about someone who knows how to count, someone who knows how to scale and weigh, and someone who knows how to count towers. What are each of these attributes, and in turn, who are they referring to? In Sefer Yeshaya? you're referring to an individual who can count, an individual again who can scale, who can weigh, and an individual who can count towers. Says the Gemara, Ayesofer kolot yotcheh batora, Ayeshokel sheshokel kol kalim vehamurim shebatora, Ayesofer et amikdalim shayasofer shelosh meot halachot pesukot b'mikdal haporeach ba'avir. The derasha is about doeg and. In turn, it's about how knowledgeable he was in Torah. First and foremost, the sofer, the counting. This is a reference to... To a certain extent, the Gemara Masechet Kiddushin, maybe on Daf Lamed, maybe on Daf Aleph, the Gemara over there says, why are the earlier scholars that we know about, why were they known as Sofrim? The truth is, we know Ezra to be known as Ezra HaSofim. We generally speaking assume that the word sofir means to be a scribe, which it does mean. The Gemara's is Doresh that it's Milashon Lispor, to count. what are you counting? They would count, says the Gemara, every letter, every word, every pasuk in the Torah. There is a certain Torah art to knowing the numbers of letters, words and sentences in the Torah. Uh, In truth, there are people until today, some of you find it from time to time in Divrei Chachamim, they Doresh, the way that a chapter, the way that a Pasuk is written by what's the center. Oftentimes the center is a literary device of the Torah, of the Nevim, of the Ketupim, wherein you can understand it best. A person who truly understands anything, knows every letter, every sentence, every word, Furthermore, the Gemara over there says they would point out, and you'll find this from time to time in Humashim, even in the arts world, Humash, you'll find this is the middle. Why are they you the middle? The Gemara talks about this. Why is the Gemara talking about this? There's a significance to knowing the middle. Listen, in Divrachachamim all the time, I've talked about this on other occasions, the middle has a certain significance in life. We know the center, oftentimes, when we envision Eretz Yisrael, we envision it, it's not so far off geographically in the world as we have it, even today, as being the center. Why the center? The center is something from which everything spreads out, something that has a direction coming to it and from it, but in turn, the counting of each of these is the, is the highest of our scribes, of, of our, of our uh, scholars. That's, that's the sofrim. You know, the, the Gemara, as a matter of fact, over there says that today, we don't have the ability uh, to be like them. We don't know haserot and yeterot any longer. We don't truly know every letter and every word, how it's supposed to be based on our masoret. But basically, what the Gemara over here is saying is do'e, was one of those individuals. That's the pasuk, so fair Furthermore, the pasuk says, where's the shokel? And that's a reference to doeg as well. He didn't only know what was written in front of him. Doeg had the ability to scale, to weigh matters with a certain, less concrete, more figurative, more hypothetical, more uh, conceptual fashion. That's kalvahomer. If you know the words, but you know more than the words, you know what they, what they mean. You know how to determine what does this law mean vis-a-vis the system. How do I understand this compared to that? That's what's called kalvach homer, using logic. That's who Doeg was. But lastly, Doeg was the one who knew how to somehow have 300 laws that he can count about a migdal haporeah ba'avir. What's a migdal haporeah ba'avir? Some tower which is flying through or hovering in the air. Says so Rashi, I have one of three interpretations. The first interpretation of Rashi is the migdal haporeh ba'avir is a reference to the top part, the shape of the letter Lamed. Why is the top part of the letter Lamed slanted? 300 explanations. That's a migdal haporeh ba'avir type of question is that anyone who's even heard classes or heard concepts from people who are staunched in the world of Jewish mi- Jewish mysticism, of Kabbalah, every letter in the Hebrew alphabet is nidrash, every kot shel yod. There's a t- certain interpretation to why they're structured, how they're structured, what each letter means, and so forth. So already 300 interpretations to the top of the letter lamed, to you and me, certainly to me, might sound foreign. In that world, well, it's not something foreign at all. in this context. It he was not only knowledgeable, I mean, he knew it all about that. Either, or Alternatively, Rashi says, it's a reference to a circumstance as follows. The halachai is if you travel to Eretz Amamim. if you travel outside of Eretz Yisrael, there's a certain tum'ah that's inherent there. Uh, So you might ask if you're a Kohen in the room, how are you living in America? Right, We could and have discussed it even in Sanhedrin at specific points. But what if you're there and you're inside of a chest? What if you're there and you're a migdal poreh ba'avir? Which means to say you're a Kohen or you're a person who doesn't want to come in contact with Tum'ah but you're surrounded by a chest, by uh, some sort of tower, and you're carried in such a fashion. In truth, today, until today, the Ohil, uh, the Rebbe of Lubavitch, if Kohanim go to visit his cave, uh, his they put a certain box around them in order to walk in, because they're understanding, perhaps, not taking a stance on it. Perhaps they're not Mekabil Tuma. That's the Migdal HaPoreah Bavir. 300 issues with regards to that matter. Or lastly, says Rashi, maybe the Migdal HaPoreah Bavir is exactly what it sounds like. It's the flying towers. How do you have a flying tower? Based on witchcraft and sorcery. Doeg knew it all to the extent that he knew even the laws of witchcraft and sorcery, maybe from the Torah vantage point. But here's the Doeg who knew all the letters or the words or the sentences of the Torah, the Doeg who understood it all conceptually, the Doeg who not only knew it and understood it, but he was entrenched in it, 300 laws about these such matters. Amar, says the Gemara Amar, Amar Rabbi, or Amar Rav, Arba Me'a Ba'ayot, or Ba'aye, Ba'u Doeg V'Achitofel B'migdal Ha'poreh Ba'avir. Not only did they know, did Doeg know 300 laws about this migdal Ha'poreh Ba'avir, but he was able to bring forth 400 questions on it. Which means to say he was so involved if you've ever been involved either in a Torah or a Lehavdil, any matter, and you really understood it, you really got to the depths of it. Have a lot of questions. That's the way people who understand matters begin interpretations. I've read it more than once from Hachamim uh, and I've read it from Hachme Umota Olam. I've read it from Jews who are in the secular world. I remember I'm just thinking off, off, uh, off the cuff about Albert Einstein. He described a lot of his discoveries came forth from 70 questions that he had about something. The more questions you have, ironically, means the more you understand it. From questions are birthed answers, you'll find it all the time. So they had. Toeg and two people not remembered very favorably, had 400 questions about this, whatever that migdal ha b'avi, we gave three interpretations to what it was, about that, that's very impressive stuff. Ve'la'ivshat lehu, and they never got a peshat, they never got an explanation to had even one of them. We're talking about them very honorably, very favorably. Says the Gemara, Amar Ravah, so it must have been Rav, turns Ravah to Rav and he says to him, Is it something great to ask a lot of questions? In other words, what he's asking, and we'll see it from his continued words, either today or tomorrow, he says, is that so impressive? It's impressive that he knew questions about, so that he was able to delve into Torah. You should know, there's been times, like now, says Ravah, where we can ask a lot of questions. We can understand Torah on a very high level, getting into the depths, but a character, who we are, we're far from the level in which connectedness to God is supposed to be. For example, says Rav Rav Yehuda, Kule Zakin, ve'anan kamatninan be'uksin, says the Gemara, says, says Rav you should know, in the days of Rav Yehuda, Everybody was studying specifically Seder Nizikin. If you're familiar with Shisha Sidre Mishnah, we have six Sidarim of Mishnayot, six portions of Mishnayot. In the days of Rav Yehuda, which precedes Ravah, they specifically were knowledgeable in the domain known as Nizakim. For one reason or another, that's what they were studying. In our day, says Ravah, we're involved in, in Massechet Ukatzi, Ukatzin. Massechet Ukatzin is in the Seder Taharot, at the very end. That's the less relevant issues to me and you and to even them. Which means to say, we're not going to read the whole Gemara over here, we'll read it tomorrow, which means to say Rav Isaac, expressing the fact that, look at that earlier generation than us, we seem to know more than them. We're more involved in the depths of the minute and intricate details of the halachot of Mishnayot that they didn't know. And yet, and here will be the punchline, says Rava in the generation of Rav Yehuda, when there was no rain, Rav Yehuda would just take off his shoes and begin a ta'anit and the rain would fall from the sky. Today, we can cry out, we can scream to God all we want, but there won't be any rain. Why not? The Gemara, the statement of Rava will be because a certain heartful connectedness is what it's about with an approach to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. This, in the context of our conversation about Doeg, is very much understood. What he's verbalizing, what he's speaking to us and saying Rava is, is he saying it's not so impressive, although it is, but not so impressive to be knowledgeable in Torah if you can't at the same time find a depth of connection to Akadosh Baruch Hu. Doeg, so 300, 400 questions he may have had. We, says Rava, were very staunch, very well knowledgeable, and involved in Torah, in the hard parts of Torah, but to compare us to that generation, we're missing that depth of connectedness. Doeg as well don't get so thrown off. He may have known a lot, but his depth of connection, his ability to have Yirat Hashem, to have to have a true internalization of Torah that he did not have. Baruch Adonai, the Olam